Have you ever heard of post-traumatic growth? That's PTG, not PTSD. It's similar, but there's different in so many ways. So stay tuned for an amazing conversation with my new friend, Sly Jenkins. So welcome to the show, Sly. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Shay. It's an honor to be here. Well, I appreciate, got to give a shout out to Bodie um, from the Shadows podcast for connecting us. So, uh, you know, great to have you here and learn more about you and figure out how we were kindred spirits from the minute we started talking. Absolutely. I agree. And I can't wait to dive in. But first, for those of you who don't know, Sly Jenkins III is a veteran mental health advocate and is the author of Winning the Battle Within. And his latest masterpiece is From Combat to Comeback. He has had, um, it's become essential guides for individuals seeking professional and personal growth. With his compelling storytelling and transformative insights, Sly empowers his readers to overcome challenges, exceed their goals, and unlock their true potential. But wait, there's more. He is also a captivating speaker and electrifies audiences worldwide, inspiring and empowering thousands of individuals to achieve greatness in all aspects of life. His ability to connect with people on a profound level and his unwavering commitment to his success makes him a true catalyst for change. So I'm excited to dive in, um, but I- Absolutely. Yeah, uh, welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. I am your host, Shay Sparks, Chief Excitement Officer of Sparks of Fire International, where we get you fired up about your life and business. And I myself is, I'm known as an energetic catalyst. So I'm excited to talk to another catalyst today. So Sly, I always start off with the first question of what does investing in people mean to you? Man, uh, that's a great question, by the way. But uh, to me, what investing in people mean to me it is believing in someone's potential. It's truly empowering them to achieve whatever that potential is. Uh, for, for me, I uh, once heard Shaquille O'Neal say that he doesn't invest in anything he doesn't believe in, right? Mm, and yeah. I think for the most powerful words you can tell somebody is, I believe in you. Mm. And, and, and by doing that, you're willing to take the risk as in for ensuring that they achieve the goals that you believe them to have, the potential that they believe that you believe them to have in order for them to succeed in life in multiple ways. So I think that is what investing in people truly is. Mm, I love that. And oftentimes, you know, we find leaders who don't say that, not to mention leaders, but other role models, you know, they're mentors. So the key is to really seek out those. So in your life, did you have trouble finding people who believed in you? (laughs) And did you seek out to find to find others that did. Absolutely. So uh, for me, I really didn't have um, nobody that I felt truly believed in me. I think about the uh, the only person who I seen that truly believed in me was my mother, mm. but my mother and my brother, to be honest with you. But throughout that time span, as far as me developing and growing, um, one person that I truly needed to believe in me was myself. Yeah. And I feel that is the greatest investment that you will ever make. Uh, 
-hmm. And going through the motions of ever experiencing those things, I think one of the biggest things you can do is find a mentor, somebody who's been there, done that, got the t-shirt for it, that you can latch on to in order to develop that uh, behavior and growth that you're looking for in order to become that catalyst that you need to be for other people. Mm, I love that. You know, for me, I I love that you started with, first of all, I love that you started with, you know, you got to find the person within yourself to believe in yourself, right? right. For me, I had um, really didn't have a parent or a family unit that was believing in each other, mm -hmm. unfortunately. And so I then barely believed in myself, but I, my dad did believe in me on occasion, uh, depending on what mood he was in. So I had right. that, but you know, it wasn't until later in life, I started to borrow other people's belief in me and to really, you know, move forward to, to be the catalyst of the change that I wanted to see. Right. Absolutely. Right? I totally agree with that. Yep. And, and I think that's kind of what we have to do sometimes is you find yeah. somebody who's a mentor or a leader who sees something in you and you have to believe them. Yeah. 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 So, you have, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you have to be the change that you want to see. Nothing changes unless you do. And if you want to be better, you have to change in, in order to become better and see better. So I totally agree with you as far as what you're saying right now. Well, it's interesting. I think especially in, um, you know, a childhood, you don't think about what you wanted. You don't know enough. You're not educated enough. You don't have a life experience to really understand that right. there's change, that, that things can change. Absolutely. It's constant. It, you're always changing. You're always evolving in some type of way. The world is constantly evolving in multiple ways. Look at how everything is going right now, dealing with AI. It's a whole mm -hmm. new experience for everybody. And we're still uh, grasping the concept, dealing with the situation in order to be able to adapt to the environment as far as where the world is going right now. Yeah, absolutely. So we just touched a little bit about um, your childhood and your mom and your brother. So yeah. take us back. You, I know that you were a veteran and so, right. you, or you are a veteran. So take us back to you growing up and did you have other people in the military that was kind of mentoring you to, to choose that direction? Or did you just go, hey, I need a way out and this was my only option? Uh, yeah, so for me growing up, I... Uh... I grew up at an at-risk youth, single-parent home, gang and drug-infested neighborhood. I battled through drug, uh, drug and alcohols, uh, gang violence. I went through the whole motions of dealing with all that. And uh, your environment uh, predicts your requirement. Mm. And due to the environment that I was in, I was limited to my beliefs. I was limited yeah. to who I could become. And I was conditioned to think that this is it. You can't have more than what you are right now. You can't experience right. more than what you have right now because of what I've been conditioned to learn. We all uh, experience a level of fear that was instilled in us from our upbringing. Mm -hmm. And when we go through the motions of experiencing those things, I experienced it wholeheartedly throughout the process. Like, oh, if you get a good education, you get uh, a good job, you buy a house, you get a family, you know, it's the American <laughs> dream. It's right. what we all been told of how we can live a successful life. But in all actuality, some of those things are not required in order to reach that success that you're looking for. Mm. So you can't go with what the masses say because sometimes the M is silent. 
that might went over your head, but <laughs> I love it. I yeah. Love it. But overall, in the process, going through that motions, I found myself in a position of where I wanted more for my life. Mm-hmm. I found myself in a position of where I didn't feel like I had what it took in order to go to college because I had a teacher tell me that I wasn't college material. Mm-hmm. And like I tell everybody, your words create worlds. You know, yeah. um, your, your mind can process everything that you say and it'll take it and create this story. And you will start to believe that story as if it's reality when in all actuality it's not. So I took what she said because this is an educator. This is somebody who is licensed, a professional, who does this all the time, who has students come through on a daily basis. So if anybody knows, she knows. Mm-hmm. So I, I took that into consideration and said I wasn't smart enough in order to go to college. So instead, I chose to join the military, which ended up being a challenge for me as well, because I found myself uh, sitting on the belief that I wasn't smart. And so mm-hmm. you got to take this test in order to get in any branch yeah. of the military in which I failed each one of them multiple times. Wow. <laughs> but I, 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 I found myself wanting to at least make my mother proud because, you know, as a single parent, you find yourself in a position of what you're doing, everything that it takes in order to give your kids the best life that you feel they deserve or that you can provide them. And I didn't want to let my mother down as far as her being an excellent parent. And so I did whatever I could in order to make it out of my situation and also to find security behind uh, going into the military. You know, you get paid on the first and the 15th every month. You know, you have some people that join the military because it's family tradition uh-huh. or it's um, uh, patriotic. I was joining the military to get away from my environment, to sure. run away from yeah. what I was experiencing, to find a new outlet to to embrace more and define my uh, my purpose in life. Mm-hmm. So ended up joining the military and it brought me, and I suffered a couple of hurdles throughout the process of being in the military, deployed multiple times to Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, also uh, suffered uh, acrimonious divorce, got demoted during the time frame of being in the military twice. So wow. I, I, I faced my hardships while I was in there. I was on the verge of getting kicked out a couple of times, but overall, I got my head out my four point of contact and got into the fight. Mm. The yeah, fight for you. The fight for me. Yeah. <clears throat> the fight for me. And, but it wasn't until that I was at one of my darkest moments that I realized that I was built for battle. It was on a, uh, after my divorce and I came back home to nothing. And I realized that uh, in that moment, I wanted to, take my own life because I felt like I was, I didn't have nothing to live for. Everything that I felt like I had had been taken away from me. And during that, my darkest moments of sitting in my shadow and me finishing off that bottle of Paul, my son, drinking me, I mean, smoking me uh, a Newport and popping a couple of Percocets. I said, man, I'm gonna end it all right here. Mm -hmm. I said, this is the best route for me to take to not experience no more pain, to not deal with the hardships, to not go through the adversity that I'm dealing with right now. And I had a conversation with God and I felt like he was asking me, is this what you truly want? I give you free will to do whatever you wanna do, but is this what you truly want to do? And I said, no, this is not what I truly wanted to do. So at that moment, I felt like he was telling me, I had to put you in this position in order to get you out of it. I had to cause you to move by being that rock in your shoe. You know how you have that rock mm-hmm. in your shoe 
and you yeah. walk on it for a while, you try to go through it, and then all of a sudden you gotta stop yeah. and get it out of your shoe. Yep. And when you do, you feel so much better about it. So I learned to embrace the adversity that I was going through as a stepping stone towards my transformation. And I, mm. when I embraced it, I realized the power of the human spirit, the resilience, the determination. I embraced every bit of it to the point that I stand before you today as not a victim of my circumstances, but a conqueror of the battles that life brings. Amen. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a comeback until you have a setback, right? Absolutely. You can't, do the you can't do, make the comeback out of the blue. You got to yeah. have the setback first and, and everything that you've gone through, the, the mess that you went through is now your message. Absolutely. So I love what you're doing. Um, and you know, a lot of times we as humans, sometimes we'll see someone else going through the struggle and we naturally want to help them. And that's great. However, it's also sometimes what they have to go through in order to get to that rock bottom. And your rock bottom might be, you know, in the basement of the basement of the basement, um, <laughs> which mine has been there. Um, and I had to go through everything for me right. to have to have the ability to be like, okay, I can pull myself out. I can lean on God to really guide me to the next step. And I, and I feel like that's why we go through that is to really test our own faith and to install yeah. it as well on a deeper level. We give, a, right. we have a choice to like dive into our faith or we have a choice to dive in into the, the, the next level of the basement. Right. So we right. can choose choose either one so good for you for making that commitment not just to yourself but it sounds like you made that commitment to your your family as well to say no what I need to get myself out of this absolutely absolutely I truly did I did whatever it took you know you 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 sit there sometimes and you can be selfish behind some of the things that you go through and only think about you but then at the uh think about the people who you impacting in the process of some of these decisions that you make so I, I always tell people that you're not a victim of your circumstances, you're a product of your decisions. So sometimes you gotta evaluate the circumstances and see who all it affects outside of just you yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I liked what you said about back when you were growing up, like what your environment was like. And oftentimes we live in this, I call it a cup, we live inside the cup, right? So if I'm pulling up a cup, if you live inside the cup, you have right. no idea what's on the outside. So if you're right. only living in the five mile, ra five mile radius of where you live, then that's all you know. You have no idea there's a whole world out there. Um, when my, and our, unfortunately, sometimes our parents put that on us, their fear, Absolutely. right? My mom, when she was diagnosed with terminal cancer, I was like, mom, let's enjoy the time that you have. We have no idea. And where do you want to go? What do you want to see? What do you want to do? And she's like, Northeast. And I was like, yes, Northeast United States. I'm already picturing Niagara Falls, Maine, like all of that. And she says, Northeastern Iowa. And I was like, what? Iowa? Like for real, the state you live right. in? Really? You don't want to go past the borders? And that's just it. She lived inside the cup in that radius. She was too afraid to go outside of that radius. And I thought, then and there, wow. but I knew beforehand, like, I really need to make sure that I am exposing myself and stepping out of my comfort zone outside of that, that radius that we block ourselves into. Absolutely. You got to separate in order to elevate. Ah, I love that. So have you become a preacher as well? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I have not become a preacher. I'm only a teacher. Oh, there you go. I love it. I love it. So here you are now. You're out of uh, which branch were you in? I was in the army. Got it. So you're out of the army and now you are crawling your way back to your comeback. Mm-hmm. And you realize now you've got to take your mental health into really into like your hands, your yeah. will to make a difference. What was your first thing that you did? Did you see counseling? Did you see groups? Did you get higher coaches? Like, what was that like for you? Yeah. So, uh, I have to, on, on, on that journey, uh, from my combat to my comeback, it was, a, uh, in my opinion, a transformational one. And, uh, I struggled with, uh, PTSD, anxiety, and depression after transitioning from the military. And it was hard for me to find my purpose and adapt to civilian life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I faced a lot of difficulties, like reconnecting with loved ones and finding meaning uh, in myself. And my process, I did connect with uh, mental health, behavioral health, in order to seek counseling to figure out exactly what was going on dealing with me in general. And then I also just seek support from trusted friends and family members who really um, wanted to see better for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't take the opportunity to just hold on to what I was enduring because during that time frame, it was the same time as uh, COVID. So, mm-hmm. you know, we was um, really quarantined during that time frame, us experiencing any of those things, man. So you had to really truly lean on uh, family members that was around you, whether it was a spouse or, you know, like uh, your siblings, uh, your parents, whoever it might be to like really give you that like uplifting and encouragement that you might've needed during the time frame of you going through that hardship. And then like when I was going through uh, behavioral health, they suggested all these things. We literally peel back the onions mm-hmm. when it came to my experiences overall, not just from the military in general, we went back all the way to my childhood. Mm-hmm. And like, I speak about a lot of that in my book because that's where it initially came from me seeking um, counseling and um, going to behavioral health. That that was a tremendous breakthrough for me when it came to anything that I was going through to find and rediscover myself. Mm, well, you know, bravo to you that Thanks. you really decided to take it into your own hands in a positive way rather than taking it into your own hands and, you know, ending it all. So good for you for really seeking out help. It takes so much courage in order to do that. And the fact that you really dove in and peeled away the onion of the la- the layer, peeled away the layers of the onion that you are, that we all are, right. and really started to look at your identity, uh, especially growing up, you know, as having labels put on you, right? As most of us yeah. do in some way, shape or form, or growing up in a, a, a gang, right? You definitely have a label yeah. of whatever that gang is. You have a label as a rank from your your military so you're coming away at this point of your life with us all these identities that you've been assigned husband now your next husband you know father things like that and it's like because i've been there now you're like god now what now who am i right you've been told who you are and now i believe we get this second chance really this this gift of opportunity to now define who we are we get to choose how we want to show up and who we are and use our own labels rather than the labels that 
people have given us rather than that identity walking around with, uh, you know, our nameplate on our, our chest, we get to really choose that identity now, which is a freeing experience rather than coming from a place of fear. Absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a, a sense of healing and liberation. Which is for me really about the growth aspect in post-traumatic growth, PTG, like you said. Right. For me, I had, uh, you know, experienced abuse, addiction, anger, depression, was a bully and even um, I was bullied and became a bully. And so for me, looking at all of that, going, okay, all of that trauma that I experienced, you know, it continues to add up, right? And like you said, stuff from happening from childhood way before the military, it adds up. And before you know it, you could go in, you could choose to go end things one way, or you then get the opportunity to go, okay, how can I grow from what I go through? And I think that's, that's the really meaningful part is really being able to see how everything you went through was for you, that it didn't happen to you. Right. That's uh, the characteristics of post-traumatic growth right there is finding new meaning from the experiences in order to live the life that's prior to the trauma and to find a way to uh, catapult yourself in order to become um, that spiritual change or that uh, that change of of personal growth that you need inside your life at that moment in time. Mm, I love that. So what inspired you? So it's 2020 was not that long ago. So you've gone through so much already and now you've written not just one, but two books. So right. what really inspired you to, to write your book, to share your story? Oh, now I felt that um, during that time frame, it was a, a opportunity for me to heal. Uh, it was an opportunity for me to rediscover who Sylvester Jenkins was. And like I said, after the military, I faced a lot of hardships, trials and tribulations. And the, uh, the book caused me to want to help others because I think everybody was created to bring a sense of value, a purpose or worth to other people. I feel like everybody was uh, built to serve at some capacity. And I felt like this book could serve in such a way that it can not only inspire your mind, but transform your life in order to become the predominant force within your own life. Mm, I love that. And as speaking of the, your, your book, From Combat to Comeback, I, I took some notes. I've been listening to it. It's great. It's very Thank well you. written. And I can't wait for your next one when it's re- read in your own voice on the Audible. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. Uh, but, but you mentioned something that I really want you to share with the audience that yes. you talk about the potato, egg, and coffee bean analogy. Yes. So can you share with us what that means? Yeah, so uh, there's three types of people in this world. You have the potato, the egg, and the coffee bean. Now, everybody experienced a level of adversity. You know, everybody, it's inevitable. You're going to experience somewhere at at any point in time in your life. You're going to experience hardships, failures, adversity, challenges, and obstacles. It's it's without a doubt. Now, um, you have the potato, which is considered to be hard, right? When you initially look at it, it's hard. Now we're gonna consider adversity as this pot of hot boiling water. Now, initially looking at this potato, it's hard, but when you stick it in that hot boiling water, that adversity, what happens to that potato? It grows, it it becomes soft on the inside, right? It becomes soft on the inside. Let's say that potato experienced uh, a divorce. 
-hmm. Let's say that potato experienced uh, failing in school multiple times. Let's say it is experienced uh, some type of uh, hardship that caused it to be emotionally uh, destroyed on the inside. That's that potato. And then you have that egg. Now the egg, now initially it's already fragile, mm -hmm. right? Before, before anything ever happens to the egg, it's already fragile. If you drop it on the ground, it's gonna shatter, it's gonna crack, right? But if you stick it in that hot boiling water, that adversity, let's say a loss of a loved one. Now I know when my mother passed away, I began to, you know, find myself in a position of where I was uh, hardened mm -hmm. behind, you know, just showing my emotions in any kind of way. And this is what happens to the egg. It hardens on the inside, you know, and then, but that coffee bean, now that coffee bean, on the other hand, when you stick that in hot boiling water, it mm -hmm. changes it requirement. It changes that water from hot boiling water to coffee something that smells good, something that tastes good, something that, you know, lifts you up in the morning whenever you drink it uh, from that caffeine. But <laughs> it's something that changes the environment that it's in. And that's a level of resilience. So you should always strive to be a coffee bean. That's the analogy of the potato, the egg, and the coffee bean. <laughs> I love this. And the first time I heard it, and again, the second time I, you're sharing it with me, I immediately thought of when we're when we go through when we're the potato um our mindset is that right. matches the inside right so our mindset thinks oh we're weak or we're incompetent right because right. it becomes soft um or we're vulnerable and god knows none of us like to be vulnerable right and then the egg we get hardened like you said but we get bitter we get angry Right. And we're closed off. We shut that wall. And, you know, because it takes a long time sometimes to crack that egg open. So we build yes. that wall, that toughest exterior and don't let anybody in. So then we're unwilling to be vulnerable. And then the coffee bean is just, I think, just so perfect because I think immediately of energy. Right. So yes. your whole energy shifts just like the water shifted. Right. So once you get to that point of how can I shift my energy around this situation and around this adversity is again, where that real growth really comes into play. Absolutely. Totally agree. I have something I call the, uh, the three H's, uh, head, heart, hand, right? Head, heart, hand is, uh, you know, your thoughts drive your emotions, your emotions drive your behavior, which affects your performance, head, heart, hand. So that's how I'm able to translate to people that what you think inside your mind creates this storyboard that affects your emotion behind everything that you do. So if you don't have a true passion or love for some of the things that you experience and go through, it's kind of difficult or challenging for you to give your all, to put everything that you have into it. And if you experience a level of hardship throughout the process, you're not gonna always give 100%. So head, heart, hand causes people to think about what they're enduring and how much effort are they giving in the process because they start to think about and have that level of self-awareness behind it. Hmm. And this is just another of the many reasons we are kindred spirits. I always say that our circumstances cause us to have a thought about yeah. it. And that thought <laughs> creates our emotions, our emotions right. drive our actions and our actions get results. And if we don't like those results, we have to reverse engineer it and back it all the way up to our thoughts about that circumstance. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, so true. I love it. 
I love it. So you've written the book and you are also a speaker as well. Right. And you now have life. Everything is together. Life is beautiful. And so <laughs> if someone in our audience is listening and going, man, I mean, that's great for you, but I just can't see myself doing that. What piece mm-hmm. of advice would you give them where to start first? I would advise them to, uh, my advice for anybody facing any type of hardships or struggles at this moment is to remember that their struggles are real. There's no doubt about that. But so is their strength and resilience, you know, uh, that they have the ability to overcome it and that they need to reach out for support from trusted friends and family members, professionals as far as behavioral health. uh, And there's no shame in seeking help. And it's not weak to speak. And it takes a lot of great courage in order to do so. But always remember that your setbacks are a part of life and it's okay to stumble. The key is to keep moving forward no matter what life throws at you. Because when it comes down to who you are and what you're capable of doing, you was placed on this earth for a reason. You was placed on this earth for a purpose. And that's what you should try to discover and figure out who you are created to be. Because once you realize that, you'll be unstoppable in anything else that you do. That's what I would suggest to somebody. That's what I would advise them to do. Well, speaking of purpose, I know myself that it takes a while to really understand what that means, right? And I think it changes in all different age groups of life, stages of life. When you're, you know, you're uh, from birth to, you know, graduating high school, most of your time, your purpose is to just get through it or to pass or, you know, survive it, right? Right. Um, but then, you know, the twenties and thirties come and it might be something a little bit different, especially if you went to college, now you're trying to figure it out. There's, you might have, you know, a job, you might have a career, you might change career paths, like all these different things. Now we're kind of in this midlife between mid thirties and fifties. And this is where a lot of people are like, okay, I'm still figuring out. I need, I, now I know that I've been at this job for whatever I've been in the military for whatever. I need something more meaningful, Mm -hmm. right? And to me, I think the first question is if you're already asking yourself or find yourself searching or thinking about it of, is there more? I love what you said earlier. Like there's has to be something more. Right. So to me is what does that more mean to you? That's why I coach so many people in this stage of life, whether it's from military to civilian life or employee to entrepreneur, because that purpose is the more. And Mm. there's definitely a path on how to find it. And everybody has to create their own path. There is there's not a blueprint (laughs) to to have a path. I mean, there's a blueprint to have a path, but each person's blueprint is different. Absolutely. Totally agree. What have you found in your own path? So I I discovered that uh, setting realistic goals, right? Setting realistic goals has been uh, a path for me and focusing on small victories. It helped me to gain a level of confidence and the momentum that I need in order to achieve a lot of things that I'm doing. It wasn't uh, initially I started to um, write a book. I was still out here thinking that I needed to go out here and work at uh, Walmart, Amazon, or one of these conventional jobs. And there's no shame in that if that's your goal or that's your purpose. But at the same time, I, once again, I was created for more. Once again, I felt like I was able to give something to people that would be nourishing 
for them in order to achieve more just as I have. So I wanted to give back in some type of way or capacity to help them do that. And I found that by um, speaking. I found that through writing books in order to do that. So I, but I, I focused on uh, setting realistic goals if, you know, and then uh, focused on the small victories and winning in those areas. Mm, I love that. I think one thing that most of us don't do is acknowledge how often we have a win. Like right. we're like, oh, I don't want to be a brat. I don't want to brag about that. I don't want to seem like an arrogant or egotistical. It's like, I get that and that's fine. But at the same time, we have to acknowledge every time that we succeed at something. Right, absolutely. And uh, I think the words that we speak create the harvest that we reap. And if we try to be modest behind a lot of the victories that we have, we might overshadow how great of a success that we have done. You know, it might not rub off to the right people. I mean, to some people, but the right people will come along and attract to that. And they will see what you're doing and applaud you wholeheartedly behind everything that you have going on. Well, I... I completely agree, but also to mention that when you are focused on the one goal and you're celebrating along the way, all of the many wins that you had along the way, then that gives you, builds momentum right. for your own mindset to go, got it, I need to keep going. So when those yeah. days get really tough, right, yeah. you can dig deep to be like, oh, but I did have a win. So yeah. uh, I, 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 there is proof here that I'm on the right track. Absolutely. Yeah. For me, um, you said the, about setting a, a goal. And for yeah. me, I shifted my how I set my goals. I used to have a very structured way of this is what I want. This is when I want it. This is what it's going to look like, blah, blah, blah. And then I started to set an intention rather than setting an exact goal, only because I noticed that if I went through life with um, curious exploration, I gained more by along the journey rather than the destination. That's it. That's it. You get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You focus more on the journey than the destination, man. That's all. That's a, that's so powerful. Whenever you do that, it's so powerful. That's I love that. Well, and uh, thank you. And I really believe that that's how we can, you know, celebrate those little wins of, wow, that was a great lesson. That was a great connection. That was a great whatever along the way, rather than just focusing on, because oftentimes if you're, um, depending on your mindset, if it's negative or positive, if you haven't hit that goal or hit your little marks that you've set for yourself, you might have a negative Inner, inner negative dialogue about yourself and, you know, beating yourself up. And it's like, that's not going to take you to the next level where you want to be. That's going to continue to take you down. So I really had to focus on realizing what it was I was saying to myself along the way and what propelled me rather than put me back. Right. Right. Absolutely. So yeah. true. So I know that you are uh, also, one of the things I love what you said is you didn't set out to write a book, but it just you knew that you wanted to share. And I go and I've said this many times on the show, and I will say it a million more times. I truly believe that when the teacher is ready, the student appears, just like mm. when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Right. And I think that's that whole journey along the way, right? Like we start off as the, the student and right. all of a sudden the teachers show up. 
And then at some point you're finding yourself just sharing naturally uh, your wins, naturally what you've overcome, naturally your learnings from each of those things that you've overcome, right? The things that you've learned about yourself and that inspires, that empowers someone else to then take their own journey. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Well, and I love that you're just a man on a mission to help others find their purpose. Thank you. Thank you so much. And likewise, you know, with yourself, I think it's amazing what you're doing as well, because it's it's good to, you know, um, connect with like-minded people who are out on the same mission, who's trying to make a change, a positive impact for the better, instead of doing something negative or trying to break other people down, but to build them up. So I commend you for everything that you're doing. Mm, thank you. Thank you. I know that, um, you know, it's, there are days where it's like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. And then there are days where it's like, this is so rewarding. So I know everyone has that, those challenges. So is there anything that you want to share that you have learned about continuing to build that momentum, compelling to have that discipline and that consistency of keeping going that, because oftentimes we get discouraged in those downtimes of, oh, what am I doing? So what would you say to others? Uh, that your 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 why has to be stronger than your what. Like um, when you think about the why, like my purpose is to uh, to help people to turn their setbacks into comebacks and empower them to become the predominant force within their own lives. How can I do that? That's my mission. That's my goal. That's my purpose. That's my why. That's my whole uh, you know every within everything that I do. I look to provide hope, help one person every day. My why is bigger than my wet. Of course, you know, I want to receive some type of, um, you know, um, accolades from what I'm doing, but at the same time, as long as I keep that why in my forefront, it causes me to get up out my bed in the morning. Who can I help today? I'm on a mission, I'm on a journey in order to make sure that I keep this in my forefront as far as my why, instead of just the wet. I want, I want to be the blueprint for my kids as well you know, to make sure that they see exactly who they can be and also strive to be better than where they are. Might You know, because you don't, I didn't grow up with it. I didn't grow up with uh, a blueprint of what a father is. So I I didn't know I could be one. I didn't know I could be a good father. I didn't know I could be a great father. I didn't, I didn't see what a husband was. I didn't see Mm -hmm. any of these things. So I, I, I want to be the blueprint. That's my wet. But why do I want to do this? Because I want to help people become the predominant force. Like I said before, we are built to serve at some capacity. And as long as you keep the why in your forefront, you know, you can always uh, have that discipline and determination and dedication in order to reach that pinnacle that you're trying to achieve. And how old are your children now? So I got a 17-year-old, a 15-year-old, 10-year-old, and a 5-year-old. Wow. Three so boys, those- one girl. Those are definitely influential ages where yeah. I know I can look back at my life and went, that's why I didn't have children because my mom gave me that curse. So if you're going to have children worse than you and those ages right there, those teenage years, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I made some really bad decisions. Yeah. So now you're like, yeah, you play me, try me. I already know. I already yeah. been there and done that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I my, my kids cannot at no point in time try to sit here and play this thug role, try to sit here and act like they came from the street life or any of that. I I will put them in their place real quick. I <laughs> promise you. 
So they uh, they can try to come in here with their pants sagging and not, nope, I, stop. <laughs> nah. Uh -uh. And there you go. Now you're the teacher once again. <laughs> once again. <laughs> once again. I love this. I love this. Uh, so, you know, we talked about your children, talked about your you being a great husband. So what would be your legacy? What would you want to be remembered for? Oh, man, I, I want to be remembered as a, a, a I want to be like I said before, the blueprint. You know, I want to be able to uh, be able to pass this along from generations to come. I want to be that example that's able to not only be that for my kids' life, but for my grandkids, my great grandkids, so on and so forth. I want to be the seed and watch that that uh, that tree grow with all the apples on it. You know, it says that uh, I once heard that somebody said. Um, a fool knows how many seeds are in an apple, but only God knows how many apples, I mean, how many apples are in a seed. So mm. I want to be similar in that aspects of being able to plant that seed in order to grow multiple fruits from it, be fruitful and multiply behind the actions that I take. Mm. Well, you are living that example, that legacy right now. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it makes me think about how um, the blueprint that we are architects, yeah. right? that we are an architect. And at some point you get the, uh, you get the, you get the pencil and you get the pen and you get to architect your own life on how you want, to, right. what you want it to look like rather than just living in the one that was created for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Well, this has just been an amazing conversation. How can people, you know, get to know you? How can people connect with you, buy your books or connect with you on social media? Is there a website or anything that you can send them to? Uh, yes, absolutely. So my books uh, are on every major online platforms, you Amazon, Audible, uh, Kindle. Uh, you can find me on every social media platform. My, uh, my website is under construction at the moment, but you'll be able to connect with me on all those social media platforms if you're looking for me in any kind of way. Uh, also, just uh, make sure that you just take an opportunity to just give it a glance. If you look at um, the link that will be posted in this, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free ebook on developing unbreakable resilience. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's an ebook that'll be able to give you nine tools in order to help you develop your level of resilience and then overcome some of the battles that you might be currently facing. Mm. I love that. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely post the link in the, in the show notes for sure. Is there any uh, other things that you want to share with our audience before we go? Uh, yes, absolutely. I want to thank you, Shay, for having me on the show. And it's been a pleasure. And I also want to uh, share with the audience that remember, everyone investing in ourselves is the biggest thing that you can ever do. If you invest on the job, you'll make a living. But if you invest in yourself, you'll make a fortune. Each mm. other is the key to unlocking our true potential and keeping investing in the people and you will witness incredible transformation. Mm. I love it. Yes, you're going to be, you're definitely a teacher or a preacher, whichever one you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> and I do appreciate you. I know you're super busy now with the book and all the things that you're doing, all the podcasts, like you were on the Shadows podcast. So I know you're super busy. So thank you for taking time to be here today. And oh. before you go, I yes. always like to leave with this question. Uh, what okay. phrase, scripture, or mantra are you living by right now? Phrase, scripture, or mantra that I'm living by right now. I live by the uh, the, the phrase of hope. 
like I said, uh, hope. You know, everybody is looking for a sense of hope. You have people who lost that sense of hope. So hope, like I said, is an acronym for me that says help one person every day. So that's what I stand on. Every morning that I wake up, I think about how I can help one person every day. So I want to give them that sense of hope. Mm, I love that. Well, you. and you, you are doing that right now. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the Power of Investing in People podcast. If you want to connect with me, you can find out more at shaysparks.com because I am here to help you find, use, and share your voice on relationships or leadership. So that's shaysparks.com. And until next time, let's get fired up.